0: podcast day is a very dangerous day. Hey guys, welcome to Capacity to Geek, where if we can geek about it, we can talk about it. My name's Alex, and I'm joined by two of my best friends, Bobby and Walter. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Bobby, you go first.
1: Hi, I'm Bobby. I mainly go by Robert now. I go by my, uh, given name. I, uh, used to be a filthy weeaboo pleb, and now I'm, uh, pretty much into anything.
2: So you're an all-around pleb.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, still filthy too.
0: And that voice you just heard
2: talking out of turn is Walter. Walter, why don't you tell us about yourself? I'm Walter. I did not used to be a filthy weeb. I, like Robert, am into most everything. Recently, it's been mostly comic books House of X, Powers of Ten. Excellent. Feared to comic books. Read those.
0: And like I said at the top of the show, my name is Alex. I am a former film major. I graduated. I did not drop out. Thank you, mom. But I'm into most everything too, especially movies and TV shows and uh, especially podcasting. I think we all kind of have a, a background of enjoying podcasts, different podcasts and stuff like that. So, we eventually three got together and started this show. So, why not for our first show we just go around right now and just talk about what different podcasts influenced our lives, and what we listen to.
1: Bobby? Alright. So, what really got me into podcasting was a podcast that Woody's Gamertag, Wings of Redemption, FPS Kyle, May He uh, Survive in Prison, and uh, Taylor, Dr. Chiz, did called uh, Painkiller Already. It still goes on. I don't really listen to it anymore because I can't take five hours out of my day to listen to a single episode. But now I mainly listen to stuff like The Hilarious World of Depression. John Moe's a an incredible podcast host. He gets a lot of really good guests on his show. I um, also really like listening to Reply All another really solid show um as far as fictional podcasts go welcome to Night Vale. even though i haven't really been keeping up with it still really good own most of the books that relate to the podcast um i can't really say that much about anything else
2: very good walter with me unlike these two one of the things i've majorly nerd in is professional wrestling that's where i got a lot of my podcast starts 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. That's a great one. But also, there's if I watch a YouTuber and they have a podcast, I will absolutely listen to that podcast. The What Culture Channels have podcasts where they're more free to just discuss a single thing rather than a giant list. So, those are all really good podcasts. And also, Robert here got me into uh, Business Wars, and I've listened to quite a few of their series. It's a really good podcast. All right, very good. And as for myself, it kind of began
0: where a lot of people's podcast obsession came with. Kevin Smith. I heard him talking at a QA and a one time when I went to c 2 2 up in Chicago. I was just very enamored in the world of podcasting. Some of the podcasts that I listen to, I actually used to work for Venganza Media, which if you guys know Venganza Media is now playing podcasts, Star Wars Action News, Marvelicious Toys. It's run by a man named Arnie Carvalho, and he does some top quality stuff. You know, he's a good friend of mine. I've uh, met him multiple times. I'm actually meeting him the weekend we're recording for Wizard World. Always has a nice dinner with a bunch of his friends up here in Chicago. I can't not highly recommend all of Nganza Media. There's something basically for everyone there. Some other podcasts I listen to is uh, Last Podcast on the Left. It's another one of those true crime podcasts, but it's run by comedians Ben Kissel, Marcus Parks, Henry Sebrowski. There are also some pretty funny guys, and they're all great people, too. I've also recently gotten into Four Finger Discount with Mitch and Dando, a retrospective series on The Simpsons, which was a very groundbreaking show from my childhood. I enjoyed watching it as I was a kid. You know, I had the first season on DVD when I was, like, two, and I would just watch that on repeat. Yeah, so those are some of my podcasts. So if you couldn't tell by your introductions, we're all kind of geeks. And what we want to do with this podcast is to elaborate each other on different things that we enjoy and we like to geek about that one of the three of us, or maybe sometimes two of the three of us, or for a change, maybe the three of the three of us haven't really gotten into. Because like I said at the top of the show, if we can geek about it, we can probably talk about it.
2: So what are we talking about today, boys? Well... This past week, the Rocko's Modern Life movie just dropped on Netflix. So, we are watching that, and we're comparing it to the original series.
0: Yep. So, let's just get into it. Let's talk about Rocko's Modern Life, A Static Cling. So, overall thoughts at the beginning. What did you
1: guys think? Uh so far solid representation of what it really was in the nineties. It's uh very self-aware of what it is. Like for instance for static cling, they've been orbiting the earth for the past twenty years. So they finally and re-enter orbit and it's this huge culture shock they're experiencing 21st century culture for the first time you got the starbucks culture you got the iphone culture a starbucks on every corner a new iphone coming out
0: basically every year right and i definitely want to emphasize that this this isn't at all a reboot of rock is Modern life uh from what we know now there currently isn't any plans to bring the show back it is set in modern times, but it is definitely a continuation of the show. Despite many references to it being a reboot in itself, there currently isn't any plans for future episodes. So it is, in, in essence, a one-and-done special for Rocco's Modern Life. And if you'd like to think about it, a really good send-off to the show. A show that now is about 20 years old.
2: Yeah, it ended in, what, 96? I believe 96 so.
1: or nineties.
2: Yeah, ninety six. Ninety six. So it would have ended twenty three years ago at this point. Yeah. To me the show had a really big impact in a relatively short amount of time. Like if you think of the original run of say Rugrats, Rugrats ran for what, thirteen years? I believe so, that does sound about right. And
0: Rugrats had spin offs too. Right. You know, spinoffs. Rugrats
1: one and done specials after the show ended yeah yeah movies three movies. movies yeah and Rocco
2: made a comparable impact maybe not on like general society but specifically like people who are like big nerds for 90s culture oh yeah it made a big impact and it was only around for like what three years three years yeah 93 and 96 I just looked it up yeah
0: yeah i mean for god's sake rocco worked at a comic shop in the Funny. show i mean that you know if rocco really was in this uh day and age he would be the one with the podcast oh yeah rocco Honestly.
2: rocco and heifer would definitely have a podcast yeah not filbert filbert wouldn't be in on that
1: uh filbert would be a guest
0: filbert would be too
2: uh,
1: i mean I'm he's a, a jack of all trades a master of none and uh, he might be a solid podcast guest
0: his wife's got a hook hand. I remember that from the show. <laughs> right from the beginning, it's completely... It's like we never left them. Right. Uh, I don't remember. Do you guys remember if the last episode was them blasting off into
2: orbit?
1: Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I watched a lot of Rocco when I was a kid, but I couldn't tell you.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I ever saw the actual last episode, but them blasting off into space, totally totally something they would do. Yeah, and this definitely goes off of something that Walter was
0: saying earlier. I think Rocco's Modern Life, it's definitely not the original three Nicktoons that would be Rugrats, Doug, and Ren and Stimpy, but I kind of feel like it's the fourth one. It's like. Yes, it the, is. It's the fourth one they made, I believe, but it's also the one that didn't get as much recognition. I yeah. mean, Doug eventually moved to Disney, and uh, we don't want to talk about um, Adult Party Hour in this show. No. You know, no. this is a PG show, but. Uh, It was also bad. Yeah. And as we said with the reputation of the Rugrats, definitely, um, which there's constant rumors that that's going to get a reboot eventually, too. Oh, yeah. I've been, you hear about that at least once a year. Yeah. Speaking of once a year, um, the opening scene of this, once they get back on Earth, isn't that what we saw, like, about two years ago in Comic-Con or something? They They released a teaser years ago, and nothing came of it. Right. And we should say this is this wasn't on Nickelodeon, Netflix. No. Netflix eventually released this, and what we're gonna talk about next week with the Invader Zim In movie coming out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I f- if I remember, it originally was going to be on Nick. They just never got around to scheduling it. Maybe the creators didn't produce a product that Nick would have wanted to put on, but Netflix went and
1: picked it up. Come to think of it, was there any Nick branding whatsoever? Even in the credits? Yes,
0: or? I do specifically remember they used not just a Nicktoons logo, but the new one. The ah. one with the blocky angular design at the beginning. It, yeah. it, it is definitely Nicktoons presenting this, but... Uh, <laughs> they
2: might not have wanted to put it on their channel.
0: But I know we're all just happy that we're finally able to see these specials, because these are shows that we remember as kids. I was born in 95, but I definitely still remember seeing old Rocco's Modern Life and Invader Zim. In, we can talk about that next week, definitely. Yeah. That was that was probably a good part of the three of our childhoods there. Oh yeah. So once they arrive back on Earth and back onto the twenty first century, it seems like Heffer and Philbert are really embracing twenty uh, first century culture. Yeah. You know, and they definitely show the contrast of how things have changed. Like Bobby said, Starbucks on every corner, the new cell phones coming out, which I did appreciate that joke where there's just a new version of a cell phone every 20 minutes. So how does it feel you
1: own an iPhone X?
0: Yeah, right? What am I, like, four generations behind already now? Oh, God. And then um, one thing that I didn't understand is the whole, uh, when he goes to his old job and he sees, like, a 3D printer is making the comic book. You cannot make a comic book out of a 3D printer. I mean, that paper would just be difficult to read and everything. It wouldn't move.
2: But, um, I, 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 I think that was just a joke trying to say that machines are replacing people.
0: Yeah, definitely. Support your local comic shop. Support, yes. you know, small businesses and everything. Uh, you know, I'm not about the go all Stalin on y'all, but I mean, you know, we all gotta help each other out. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: All right. so, Capitalism, but for each other. Yep, capitalism's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they go try and see. Uh, what's the superhero's name?
1: Really big man.
0: Really big man, or whatever. It's it, it, no, that's Brendan Stimpy with powdered toast man. That that guy, you know. Yeah. I'd watch him on a modern reboot of Powdered Toast Man. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh God, yeah. And uh, yeah, but they go and see a gritty reboot of him, and uh, he's still. He's still definitely a really big man, but, uh, you know, definitely changes kind of... I feel like it's more of a dig, not on the MCU, but the DCU, just how everything's over-serious and yes. everything. But he still has the nipples, so, you know, and Schumacher. It's, uh,
2: and it's 3D, and Rocco gets, what, drooled on or something? Something. He gets spattered. Yeah, yeah He gets
0: spattered, yes. yeah. Well, as much as Filbert and Heffer are really embracing the 21st century... Uh, Rocco kind of finds himself in a bit of a culture shock, and he ends up trying to be a homebody. He just wants to go back to how things were. He wants to relax and watch the show, The Fatheads, which, if you remember from the original show, The Fatheads was a cartoon show about his neighbors, the
2: Bigheads, created by uh, Ralph Bighead, the child of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bighead. White most things in the movie it was a big commentary on modern culture the how especially especially this decade there's been a big wave of like wanting and feeling like you need nostalgia and that might be because really the first generation to grow up like smothered by media is growing up and they're not seeing the things that maybe would comfort them. So I think that's a big thing with nostalgia culture, all that. And that a lot of this movie's a real big, like, commentary on how big nostalgia is and how, though important, nostalgia's not really always the best thing.
0: No, no. And we later find out that Rocko is definitely dependent on that nostalgia. But before that, he finds out that his show, The Fatheads, was canceled years ago. And uh, this is kind of the last straw for him. He kind of goes on his mission to try and save the Fatheads, and he tries to find Ralph Bighead, which we find out later that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bighead haven't seen Ralph in years. So they take off on a quest. We definitely forgot to mention that there are some stakes, this whole fathead thing. Bobby,
1: do you want to talk about that? So, the town is actively in peril due to a clerical error done by Mr. Big Head himself. Um, In
0: his defense, he was distracted by Rocco and the gang flying back onto Earth.
1: Yes, I
2: I don't (laughs) think most people will be able to properly focus at their job if a house flies past your window. And that was actually
0: a very subtle thing that they did.
2: It's like in the opening credits where they show
0: them flying through, you know, the world and everything, and uh, they fly by Mr. Bighead, and we just see him accidentally type zero on a calculator, and that comes back later.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, with that, he uh, caused a conglomo to go bankrupt, and Mr. Bighead himself was fired. His house was going to be demolished for the unemployment office. With him sitting inside it. Yeah. But, you know, what better way to go than with your house?
0: So the goal for Rocco is to get the fatheads back for one special uh, so Conglamo can make enough money to keep the town active because in the past 20 years, Conglamo has taken control of most of the town they live in. But anyway, um, yeah, in order to save O-Town, Rocco needs to bring back the fatheads for one special. And, uh, his original idea is to go find Ralph Bighead, but, uh, the head of Conglomo Corp, uh, who is kind of like the villain in this story, right? Yeah. There, there is another character, we'll talk about Mr. Bighead in a little bit, but, um, uh, I, I feel like him trying to push the ideas of modernizing and using cheap computer effects to bring back the fat, uh, the fat heads kind of, uh, goes against Rocco's statement of wanting to go back to the 90s and you know, it definitely causes the stigma and it definitely causes, you know, kind of a ticking clock because now he has a couple hours to bring Ralph Bighead. Which, I mean, don't we love it when there is a reboot of that caliber where the original creators do come back? I mean, yeah. you know, it's all it's always good to do that.
2: Yeah, it always it, it always feels weird when there's a reboot of something and the original creators aren't involved. Mm-hmm. It It just feels usually like the spark's not there... It's, it's usually never the same. So, Rocco,
0: Heffer, and uh, Filbert take off in and, and a mass of drones. Drones, that's another thing that they touch on in the 21st century. But to find R- Ralph Bighead, they eventually find Ralph in a desert, but... Um,
1: running a... Uh, a fathead steamed ice cream truck. In <laughs> the desert.
0: In the desert. Alone. But... You know, this is kind of the biggest twist of the entire special, and I didn't see it coming, and, uh, I don't know... I know, Bobby, you heard a little bit about it before, but Ralph Bighead is actually not Ralph Bighead anymore. Ralph Bighead is Rachel Bighead. This is, in my memory, the first modern-day children's cartoon with a trans storyline. You know, that's actually really impactful and really good, and come to think of it, that's probably why Nickelodeon didn't want to put it on the network. But, um... You know, it's it was surprising, but it also kind of felt right in this special.
2: Yeah, it fit in with the general narrative tag change. Accepting change, dealing with change, how different people deal with change. It's a change. Yeah, and it didn't feel tacked on like other shows would have done it. It kind
0: of felt right, and it kind of felt like this show has definitely matured from its original run on Nickelodeon. And, I mean, you know, queer culture and Rocco's Modern Life have met before. The theme song is sung by the B-52s, which is a band with a notoriously queer following.
2: And also there was a a Richard Simmons parody character in one episode. And though, due to Richard Simmons living a very secluded life, almost his entire life, we don't... He he has never come out and said whether he is gay or not, but Richard Simmons definitely also had a... It's Richard Simmons. Well, yes. I, I I, I, I don't think there's much question to it, but the man himself has never addressed it. Right. Yeah. So,
0: any thoughts on that, Bobby?
1: Don't really have a whole lot to go with that as a straight male, but as Walter said change is good and from that point on you sort of see Rocco calming down from the culture shock
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Rocco is definitely Rocco, Philbert and Heifer are definitely 100% by yeah. Rachel they were and very
2: quick to accept
0: completely Rachel. fine you know she was just like I'm not Ralph anymore I'm Rachel and they're like okay can you come save the show that, no you know <laughs> that was the first response <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, we see this a lot where artists typically don't want to go back to their own work. They want to branch out and everything and create new stuff after some time. I mean, uh, Alex Hirsch, creator of Gravity Falls, ended Gravity Falls after two seasons because he wanted to go work on something else, and he knew that if Gravity Falls kept on going, the magic would eventually die out. And it's a phenomenal show. I can't recommend Gravity Falls enough. So Rachel finally agrees to go back and make the special again.
2: Yes, it was, I believe, what convinced her was knowing that her parents, their, really their livelihood was at stake with it. Right,
0: especially Rachel's childhood home yeah. and everything. So they go back to Glamo Corp, and they, uh... And Mr. Bighead doesn't have the best reaction to Rachel.
1: He doesn't have the best reaction simply like i totally get it it's like, an absolute shock yeah the person that you knew your whole life shows you who they really are and you know eventually he sort of accepts it yeah yeah
2: at the end when they go
1: through memories from childhood and of course seeing that you know rachel's still oh well, rachel still made that big heads sp- or er,
0: Fatheads. heads. Fat heads. It's it's okay. It's,
1: yeah, you know. Rachel but, still made that fat head special. Yeah. Rachel is still very much Ralphie in every sense of the name.
2: Yeah. Right. In every sense of really who he was. Right.
0: And everything, but uh going back to queerness in Rock is My Life, the reaction Mr. Bighead actually gives is a very common reaction to trans um, uh, children coming out to their parents, it's... You know, I can definitely imagine trans folk watching this show to just be taken back to that memory. You know, and um, it's hard to deal with, but isn't the best kind of television programming, or just any kind of media at all something that hits close to home? Yeah.
2: Something you can feel and you know... Not not every... Piece of media you're going to intake is going to be easy to take. That doesn't mean it's not good. That doesn't mean that it shouldn't be intaken. That might mean that the message is all that more powerful. Definitely.
0: So we actually get a very nice moment between Mr. Bighead and Rocco where they're both kind of just done with change. Rocco spent the last 20 years in a spaceship. Yeah. And yeah. Mr. Space Big, house. Space House, yeah, in <laughs> yeah. a bubble. So like,
2: yes, twenty years had passed, but in reality, for for them, really no time had passed. Right. They it, they show that they were
0: just living off crumbs of food that they found on the couch and watching the same... I did like how the VHS tape was orange. Yeah. Going back to the old yeah. Nickelodeon orange VHS tapes.
2: But, 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 and, and something, they were surviving off crumbs of food, yet Heifer still remained incredibly large. Well, he's a he's I'm honestly a just surprised
1: that they didn't take advantage of his birthmark.
2: Birthmark? Oh, you didn't watch that episode
1: in our research?
0: No, I didn't do any <laughs> research, Bobby, but elaborate.
1: So, Heifer. Was actually like, if you remember, uh, the, the grandpa ghost. Uh huh. Heifer right. was adopted by a family of wolves. I knew yeah. That. Quote unquote, adopted.
2: They kind of found him.
1: They drew a birthmark on his ass showing, like, you know, pointing out every single cut of meat they could take off of him. Oh, 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 God. God. Right. <laughs> what the... So they were going to eat him. Yeah. They're going to eat him, and instead, oh, they, they adopted him. Oh. Because geez. his uh, his father didn't have any love for him. Um, and then they show him the vision that he has of his father. His father doesn't need to have love for anybody. I mean, neither does his adopted father. His adopted father wanted to eat him. as racist against wallabies. That was his grandfather, but, yeah, there was,
2: like, even in the original show, there was a lot of social commentary, um. Like, just in the few episodes I watched, there was, uh, the state of 90s air travel. The DMV lines. Yes. With the fact that uh, Heffer's grandfather doesn't like wallabies, but it's okay, because he's incredibly nearsighted.
1: Oh yeah, of course, they also did a little thing on how movie theaters back then always were either too packed, or the picture was never good, or the theater was too small, Right, which is still kind of a problem today, especially with the
0: reservation seats, you can't just wing it, you gotta, you know... You don't know when Mr.
1: 7-foot-tall muscle man's going to sit right in front of you. Right.
0: But, back to the movie. So, take two of those words out, you got Walter at a movie theater. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! I'm only 6 foot tall. Is he only 6 feet? Yes! Are we, are we all just manlets?
1: <laughs> I mean, I identify as a manlet.
2: I don't
0: know about you. I do not, I do not identify as that. Shit. Uh, uh,
2: the only thing I identify as is an absolute failure. I mean, we all identify you as that.
0: <laughs> They're done with change. The winds of change come and give them a ride to the front of Canglomo Corp where they premiere the special episode of the Fatheads. And this is probably Rocco's breaking point, actually. Yeah. He gets a special back, but now there's change. There's a baby fathead. Rocco doesn't like that, and he kind of goes crazy, and actually it takes Mr. Bighead to step up and tell him, Rocco, change is okay. You know, things happen, things change, and we all just live with it. And change can be beautiful, as beautiful as it is scary. And that's really a good message for
2: this day and age, you know, At any point in time, it's important for, like, especially the audience that would have been targeted by a Rock of the Modern Life movie. It's very... I think it's very important to introduce the concept of change into kids' lives, because things can change at any moment. Parents can get divorced. You can have to move, change schools. So normalizing change for kids could really help maybe lessen the trauma of certain situations. Yeah, and that's honestly
0: really good. Change is beautiful. People go through changes all the time. So that was essentially Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. I
2: liked it. I didn't think it was anything mind-blowing, but I didn't think it had to be. I think for what it was, it was everything it needed to be. And I was 100% satisfied with what they gave us. Right. Bobby?
1: I mean, I, I guess, like, even though I'm not doing a whole lot of the talking here, I did most of the research. I watched the special three times. And, uh, even though the third time was kind of just to have something in the background, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, uh, stayed true to the original formula that was Rocco's Martin Life. Especially, like, even if it was rated TVY7. It still has all of those like you know adult gags yeah that, like you know me when i was well, let's see the movie came out i was an infant or the series came out i was an infant like so i didn't see them at that time i didn't notice it whatsoever but right. now as a 26 year old and i see it I, I see it a lot and i love it
2: And I noticed Nick would put those in a lot of shows, and I think they did that to say if a parent was sitting there while their kid is watching it, to give the parent something to enjoy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the same thing as uh, one of the things that I geek about that we might talk about in another episode, Super Sentai. Oh, Power Rangers? Yeah. You ever notice how, like, the suit actors, those those latex suit er, not latex, those spandex suits are skin tight? It's there for the mounts to see
0: the moms and me.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And yeah, I
0: kind of feel the same way about you guys. I really like this special. I think that if a lot of cartoons start getting reboots, which is kind of already happening, to be honest, I feel like they should be more like this. They shouldn't try and be, oh, what if this show was in modern times? Oh, what if they all had cell phones or whatever? What if it's these characters that have already been established and have already grown As characters are in a modern day setting, what if they just get copy and pasted onto here? How would they react to this? You know, how would the Rugrats react to. Which actually they have a comic book now, I believe, and it is kind of a modern take on Rugrats. Really? Yeah, I I remember seeing that, and actually I have a. As one of my phone backgrounds, a panel from that uh, Rugrats comic now that I come to think about it.
1: I might have to check that out. IDW?
0: i think it's idw yeah sounds like idw that definitely sounds like idw but uh yeah so i definitely really liked uh static cling Rocco's modern life it was if anything a great send off to a great show that i used to love as a kid yeah so that's about all we got right now uh bobby walter thanks for joining me and uh thanks for having us And we'll be back with you guys next week talking about another Nickelodeon reboot show that got sent to Netflix. Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus. I'll catch you guys next week, and take care. Which, what's the name of that town again? O-Town. O-Town, that's the easiest town name to remember, but I didn't. I'm probably going to edit this part out. Okay, cut that part
1: out. That's all right, we'll cut that out. Yes.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't want Walter to be right, but... Alright, uh getting back on track on topic.
2: What's our next topic? Um <laughs> continuation of the story?
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, so uh they're done with change. Um what did you guys think of the special? Did you guys like it? Did you guys Here's not what like I it? found on the web That was my watch. That
1: was my phone.
0: That was your watch? That my was your phone.
1: phone. People go for changes. To be a better person, <laughs> we need to have in the <laughs> States. <laughs> Thanks, Google.
0: You can go away
1: now. That's one for the blooper reel. <laughs> but.